All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. I am Mike Andolfo, and I am joined by Lou Rabot and the uh, ever busy. I'm still shocked, by the way, Megan. And this isn't all serious. I really, I, I put it on the show. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think you would be with us until post wedding. And even though we don't have video for you today, like the fact that you've been here, honestly, I probably row, shouldn't be with you post wedding. I think you'll have a better Megan post wedding. <laughs> Well, that's okay. That's you know, it's it's craziness. You know, the last little bit right before the wedding. Oh, so yeah, we feel for you. Well, also try having it at your house. At, at your, your house, own right? Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. like manual labor all day, every day. So with <laughs> and, animals and, and working and if, job stuff. So absolutely. If you need anything at all, just let me know. We're here for you. You should just ask Louie, and he's good. He's he'll he'll help you. So. <laughs> Appreciate that. Kind of how that works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all serious, no, you My know, kids are like, oh, we can help. I have apples. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we got kind are, of a, are we on go Twitter ahead. with this buddy? Am I on Twitter? It says I am. It says it's on Periscope. Oh, okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. I'm sure. So we got two people watching right now. So there we go. Oh, there go. All right. So, uh, I will say that, uh, this is kind of a weird show. We got, we had a, we're going to recap a big weekend at Saratoga. Yep. Uh, lots of great ones there. And we got, of course, the biggest story in horse racing is the frenzy fire biting incident, which is just straight up gold, right? I mean, that's what that's what awesome. everybody. It's, it's just fun. very on brand for horses, right? Yeah, right. Well, it's just nice that you know we had something like that that just kind of went somewhat viral, at least you know. So yeah, <laughs> but Megan, do you want to explain? Well, kind of that's what the part. So, yeah, so uh, it was frenzy fire and um, Yalpin. Yalpin, yep. Who who um, were, you know, going head and head at Saratoga and Frenze Fire realized that he was not going to win and basically took a big chunk out of uh, out of Yompan's face and bridle, which, and, and honestly, it was, I mean, for that to happen once, like a little nip, fine, but I mean, he went at it well, for went like at, at least yeah. a stride and a half, if not two. <laughs> totally right. And yeah. the interesting thing I think is, you know, and something to, that I think people should remember, and I think this is kind of a cool example of it, is like, Horses are herd animals, okay? And like they are competitive. And, you know, the argument that we make these horses do something that is unnatural to them and they don't want to run and they're not competitive and whatever. And then you take an example like this, which is like straight out of nature, you know? And it, it and I think it refutes that. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was kind of like an old man when he plays basketball and he like does whatever little thing he can that's, not quite cheating, but almost cheating. The foul, you know? that's not a, it's not a flagrant, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to call the shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, 100% at this point. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But more about like my uncles when I used to go on the basketball court with them and oh, just like, I mean, I remember like the two instances around like when I got my braces. First off, you if you'll remember when you got braces, the first day, first two days after your braces, like it hurts like no other. Your mouth is sore and whatever else. Never had braces, retainers, anything. No, I never had you? braces either. No, never. So I just they continually like would pop me in the mouth <laughs> every chance they get while we were playing basketball. Yeah, that's just what I'll boom. do for. That's it. Yep. 
And then, uh, and then the day after I got my braces off, you know, we spent all this money. I'm in the Seneca park and actually what I was playing basketball with one of my uncles, but some other guy just knocked one of my teeth out. So knocked my tooth out, I guess. Is oh my gosh. Really? Stretching. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, trying. I was in, I was in the seventh grade as like, I wanted to be tough. I'm playing basketball at the park. So I just, it kind of was just dangling there and I just stuck it back in and kept playing. So. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I had to do that with a finger. Oh, I, I once headbutted a girl. I don't yeah. basketball anymore. Yeah, yeah nice. I was apparently very angry. She fouled me, and I like chased after her and like like a bull, and just <laughs> just headbutted her. Red Saint Megan. I was young. Yeah. I didn't know that. Have you seen anything? Have you ever seen anything like that though? Have you ever seen the frenzy fire thing? But like that before. It happened to frenzy fire like two. Well, years it ago. happened. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. It happened to Forenze Fire, which you really don't see it very often. So the fact that it, there's two incidents involving the same horse, one is the victim and one is the oppressor, you know, um, that was amazing. And then, and then there's that, isn't it, isn't it, no, it's, it's not Secretariat. Who, what's that famous photo? It's like a black and white photo of that happening. And I forget which horse it is, but it's a, it's a famous old photo that people were like retweeting or whatever, comparing it to that. Oh, all right. But I don't remember I don't what it's called. So, oh, so add us man. if you know what that photo is, Twitter listeners. Uh, who else was impressive last weekend, Louie? I mean, they were there was a lot of impressive performances. I mean, Gamine was impressive. Uh, it's one life, of the few times where the show says, look, class going class. And all of the class classed, all of it. Like, all of it classed. Um, down to Goofo. Uh, we both like your opponent in that race. And by I the way, that people, one. You did. And um, I singled in the pick five with Yaupon, which was great. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think the only place where you could look and go, there was an issue or, you know, that maybe something a little different makes the race different is that life is good going wide in the jerkins and letting Jackie's warrior up the rail. I don't, th- we talked about it before though, like, and this was Megan's argument against life is good. He's so green. He's so getting back to the track that it makes sense that that turn would be wider for him because he's still, you know, getting his legs back, getting his stamina back, that kind of thing. And so it wasn't so surprising, but other than that, yeah, I mean like Gufo winning the sword dancer, he was just the best horse. Megan had Gufo on top, by the way. Um, We both liked uh, essential quality. Latruska is still Latruska, which is awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, so yeah, just, just I guess I'm like officially a Latruska fan. I was that one who just kept, being like, oh, you know, I don't know. Is she really that good? Has she just gotten lucky? And I mean, I used her, obviously. I picked her on top, like I said. But that was the one race I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to spread in that race because I just haven't trusted her. At this point, I mean, I'm like, I I guess I'm just a Latruska fan now. (laughs) I have no choice, you know. (laughs) I heard from several fans, by the way. I always appreciate when people do this, that played at the Grand Slam that we did. And what's interesting, they went with the Megan route, which was the $7 ticket. And it paid 23 bucks. I get it. But a lot of people played it for two, three, four dollars, something like that. So if you're getting three to one, three and a half to one on that kind of return, you know, it, it, it adds up. I think I got, I put it in a tweet. I got 22 to one on the pick five. Uh, the pick wow, five really? paid, the pick five, the 50 cent pick five paid $73 and 62 cents. I played That's it really for $3. Good. I played it for $3 and 50 cents. And so, then, and that's a the, good return. It really just that, is. It's 22 to one. Yeah, the dollar pick six, which was really approachable, yeah, uh, because it was so chalky. One hundred thirteen bucks. So hard because yeah, because it's still still gamine, right? But that that pick five ended up being the way to go. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. 
Yeah, Gamin was impressive. Uh, you know, I did. I, you know, I agree. Life is green. Life is life is green. Life is good. Uh, is green. But <laughs> just you could not mistake the talent there. It's, it's just obviously you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think he. Uh, you know, we talked well, about that. that. Awesome leading up to the Breeders' Cup, though, right? Because I said it seems to me like Jackie's Warrior is probably the best horse, like of that sort of division. But now you have, I think this makes for a great rivalry going into the fall championships with those two horses. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's in that sprinter division. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the. Breeders' Cup is shaping up where it could, you know, it's always, it's always excellent, you know, but we're hoping that we have another just really good showing. I'm trying to figure out where life is good is going to point to next. Mm. I was, I think one more race for sure, right before the yeah, Breeders' Cup. Yeah, somewhere in San Anita, probably next month. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I did the math, by the way. So I wagered $21.50 and even I got 5.3 to one back on my money in Saratoga, even with class gone class. So it's pretty good. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that opening weekend of San Anita, there are like, seven graded stakes races um and mm. most of them are winning your in races so i would put my money at least that that's where he's gonna go because you've yeah, got the sense. you've got the american pharaoh the zenyatta you've got the uh i can't remember they've renamed so many of those races in the past like three yeah, years right. but there's right. a ton of ton of races over there sprint races well, you've got um looks like they're gonna try to stretch me out so it looks like they they're it's down to the either the Kelso handicap, which is great too, right? The Woodward, well, the Kelso is a good, yeah, yeah. The Woodward or the Pennsylvania Derby. Okay. So there you go, and then uh, and then ultimately oh, the Great Cup about the Mile. Derby. I always think that that's in the summertime, and I always forget that it's in like right. late September, right? Mid September. That that's I think it's because of the purse that so many people are pointing to it, and so. Uh, Plus, it's a grade one. It's a chance to get a grade one is in a restricted three-year-old race. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think Mike, you're right that they have for a long time thought of this horse as a two-turn horse, right? And so, yep. um, you could tell in the spring how they were running him. And um, Megan pointed this out last week. It makes sense that they would bring him back in a seven-furlong spot. Uh, and yeah, he looked great, except that you know went really wide on the turn. And I don't know if that how much that it's him, Mike Smith, or a combo or not a combo. I simply don't know. But uh, yeah. Still a fun, a fun finish. It's fun to see horses pushing Jackie's Warrior, who is just a terrific, a terrific colt. Well, I can't remember. Is, Del, is the mile at a Del Mar? Is it one turn or two turns? It's one. It's one turn, isn't it? Who? That's a great question. I don't know if Del Mar has a one mile shoot. Uh, Megan, do you know off top here? Yeah. It's two. Turn, it's two turns. The sixth furlong race starts. At the back end, yeah. yeah. At the okay, so either have a six and a half sense, or seven then. furlongs uh, shoot there. Yeah. Okay, so if they got the uh, it's a, if it's a two turn one um, dirt mile, then yeah, I guess that makes life uh, as good as a great great candidate for that. Then that's right. Yep. Yeah. So the field for that right right now, by the way, looks like well, here's here are the possibles because you you also got a couple horses that could go in the mile or in the classic. So Ginobili, BMS, uh, Silver State, Mind Control, Nix Go. Life is good. Okay. So another mile, another, another total star. That's the dirt. That's the dirt mile. The dirt mile. Yep. So uh, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they send um, by my standards to the mile instead of the classic. Yeah. Well, I said BMS. That's what I meant by, by yep, my standards. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the cool acronym. <laughs> you know, it's when it's what happens when we don't see each other face to face. You know, we don't. She's we watching the you. Connection. The, um, the no. Yeah. Right, I, uh, yeah. By the way, shout out to you know uh, another horse. It's Max Field to see if he's gonna be in the, in the classic or in, in the, the classic. Yeah. I think he's a classic horse, right? Don't you think he's a well, like, he'll be a classic? classic? Yeah, really classic good they're they're headed to, but like, has Yeah, I know. I can go either way. Anyways. Did you get that? that she yeah, put that. Put, was, I think it was clean. Get that the cream. It. Put it right on the mixtape. I totally go. appreciate you. Keep going. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anybody else stand out? Latrisco, like you said, oh, fantastic. Uh, we're, so we're going to do, I guess, a little bit. I mean, uh, a little bit of a different show than normal. Blue, you got something to add? I just think we're taking essential quality for, for granted. I think he's now the first horse to ever win the Belmont, the Traverse, and the oh, what's the other three-year-old race at at uh at Naira in the same year? Um, and um, the Whitney. Is it the Whitney? Man, we're 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 okay. killing it today, guys. This no, is, no, I know, I know. This is riveting, know. riveting right here. <laughs> um, well, and, uh, first of all, speak for yourself, also, because I've mic dropped essential quality like from the beginning, so I am not taking him for granted. Actually, no, no. I am very, very much appreciated. First horse horse. to ever win the Belmont, the Jim Dandy, and the Traverse in the same year ever. Or, okay. Jim actually, Dandy, ever, that's what because, you, Jim because you can't you can't win those without being three, and so yeah. Um, but that's remarkable, yeah. man. That's cool. That is a that is. Heavy stuff. Frankly, he, I know it's fourth place in the Kentucky he Derby, but it's still a really good run. So, no, he's awesome. So, and I, I, I'm excited to see him in the classic. I really, also out of this three year old group, I'm hoping we see Hot Rod. I keep talking about him. Hot Rod Charlie come back uh, really well in the pen in the pen Derby, and um, you know show up in the in the classic as well because I think he's built for the distance, and I, I just think we have a chance to see actually developing now a really cool field for the classic, which. Uh, I, yeah, I we're, we always feel that way about the distaff, right? We always feel like there's five, six horses. Latruska is just awesome right now. Hopefully, she can keep that form going. But um, I'm not sure that we always feel that way about the classic. So I think it's it's. I think after last fall, especially when we lost Authentic and Tiz and you know and all those other guys, to to pick these guys up all of a sudden out of this class has been really nice. Yeah, I mean I, the classic's actually pretty wide open. I mean, if if you look at it, and it all depends on how the field's going to shake out because you got a lot of horses with choices, and uh, including there's three three fillies that are uh, sure. that could be in there so um yeah i i i kind of agree with you but i i'm with uh i was megan like i think maxfield i don't know I'm, I, I, maxfield or essential quality if i had to pick right now for the breeders Cup classic i think that's where i would go interesting okay yeah i'm st i'm i don't know something about i know nick sco was awesome in the whitney and he did it after the dubai uh coming back from dubai which we always poo poo on but well, he ran, didn't run well, goes out to the middle of the country, runs in, the, in a cornfield, wins by 100, and then comes back and faces legit horses and makes them look was very awesome. average. And so, yeah. yeah, he was great. So yeah. um, he would be my top right now for the Bruce Cup Classic. And um, Are they doing the rankings this year? I haven't seen anyone's rankings. So I haven't seen them. Yeah, okay. I think they're, everybody's waiting for us to do them. <laughs> Megan's like, oh, good. The one thing I don't you can see is if you go on Breeders' Cup's website and you go under contenders. They have uh, <laughs> they have um, the horses listed there at least that are okay. nominated right. for those spots or have won the one in your in races. So you, you can kind of you know see some of the contenders there. Like if you go to the classic, they've got Maxfield, Essential Quality, Latruska, um, and then you know you can kind of go through the divisions that way. Huh. 
Hey, Megan, do you know Skip Dickstein? Yeah, he's a photographer. All right. There you go. There you, you go. You win. I, I lose. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. He took the picture, uh, Mike's favorite picture of Frenzy yeah. Fire trying to bite your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking up pictures of Frenzy oh, Fire okay. opponent. And I was like, man, why would that guy not change his I gotcha. name? But yeah. And especially Skip. His name is Skip Dixstein, and that's awesome. Well, what's what you your doing? what's your what's your real name that you're choosing Skip as the nickname in that point? Richard. You, know? you think he's Dick Dixstein? That's what he's trying not to be. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Why? Hmm. Why? There are so many nicknames for Richard. <laughs> you could go any which oh, way. You got a lot of options. A as a Richard. Rick, Ricky, yeah. Rich, Richie. Like, oh, it's a thousand. Yeah, choose right. your right. choose your path. <laughs> it's like that's like the There's only so name. I mean, what oh. other names do you get that choice? Yeah, it's, it's Bill, like William and Richard. Will Those and are the Bill only two. And Billy and yeah, William's like all over the place. And then yeah, listen, it does not matter how old the guy. Uh -huh. Their first thought is going to go <laughs> towards Dick. Yeah, right. no, that's yeah. right. That's what it is. Right. All right. Yeah, there we go. our neighbors. <laughs> I'm doubling down for no reason. <laughs> your neighbors are what? <laughs> Megan, your neighbors are what? my neighbor's name is Dick. And my oh. stepdad's name is Richard, and thank God his name isn't Dick, because that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's talk about some local tracks this weekend. How about that? We're gonna we're gonna start out at Ellis Park. Um, we're gonna do the late pick four at Ellis. Who they're going to do their best to have a normal Saturday and without any kind of excitement. So there you go. Um, they pick four. They do. They do deserve it. And Ellis's last day is Saturday, and then. Everything shifts to Kentucky Downs on, uh, on Sunday for their short meet, which is always uh, exciting because you got great purses down there. And uh, this is no – we're talking about $135,000 made in special weights down in Kentucky. <laughs> down in Kentucky Downs. I mean, incredible. All right. So uh, the pick – I want to play a game later. Um, okay. I'm going to name a trainer at Kentucky Downs, and I want you to say yes or no you've ever heard of them before because I think there are – 11 that no one on the show has ever heard of. All right. Well, go. I mean, I'm out for sure. I'm no, there's no question. And by <laughs> the way, I'm just letting you know any of our listeners right now that look at our ABR picks. Adolfo you know, Macias. I know that guy. Yeah. He's, he's a good buddy of mine. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Such a lie. Connor <laughs> Murphy. Connor Murphy for sure is a. Yeah, I've heard of Connor Murphy. He's, he's an awesome uh, trainer. No, he's, a, he's an Irish guy. Super nice, great trainer. Connor Murphy's an Irish a really good horse a few years no. ago. No. Kara Toy. Yeah, I know, right? Kara Toy, who has one start in North America this year. No idea who that is. Okay. No, I don't think I've heard of Kara Toy. That sounds like a, somebody from Woodbine. Maybe. Riley uh, Grudzine. You yeah. know the name Riley? You just said the name Riley yeah. like that. It, and I, uh, I was thinking about... Um, <laughs> don't think. That's not what the show's about. About... The old Saturday Night Live bit with uh, Shug McGahey. Never heard of any of these people. I know who Shug McGahey is. <laughs> but those first four, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're, oh, yeah, I've heard of No, the Connor, the Connor yeah, Murphy okay, guy yeah, I've heard yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know a Connor Murphy. You know like seven. It's the most common Irish name available. That's probably true. Yeah, you don't know Connor Murphy. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I can't name one of his horses, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to go with, yeah. I'm going to go with, yeah. We're gonna yeah, go I mean, there because this I, your I'm trying to pull up his horse, oh, but I can't. My internet's working. By the way, that was just race eight at Kentucky Downs. Race eight at Kentucky Downs. Race Connor Murphy. Did you know those people? That's great. Uh, did you know Connor Murphy's an Irish guy? No, like in all, of those, <laughs> all of those names in the same race. 
all of those yeah. people are in the same race. Along with Mark Cassie and Brad Cox and, uh, Joe, you know, and, yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Joe Sharp. That's great. Steve Asmussen, <sighs> which obviously no one who knows who Steve Asmussen is. Everyone knows who Steve Asmussen is, but not Asmussen. Different dudes. Dale Romans. Uh, and then, yeah, apparently it's Asmussen. Like, it's Asmussen. Like, yeah. That Asmussen, is the way yeah. to say it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, it has to become the winningest trainer of all time. Never said anything. Similar, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know. It's, it's Asmussen. Ron Moquet. Mm-hmm. Asmussen and Moquet. You got to really pronounce that now. Try to drink bourbon here. Oh, oh, how about a little shout out to Whitmore, by the way? Then, unfortunately, Whitmore got a little banged up, and they're going to go ahead and retire him. But what an incredible career, right? Mike was right, by the way. The fact that he was able to come back in, I, I think the most amazing race of his career is the Breeders' Cup because oh, yeah. is, in my mind, that horse was done forever ago. And then he was just like, I'm still here. You know, it just comes like rolling down that stretch at Keeneland. Correct. That was, that like was a, a, a amazing bit more moment. On a day when only frontrunners yeah. won on the parking lot at Keeneland. And he, I mean, he just. Whitmore was like, Whitmore was like, like, like your old <laughs> uncle or grandfather, right? And he's like, yeah. you're tailgating with them or something. And he's like, hold my beer and does a keg stand. Like, you're just like, what? No. I mean, he's. <laughs> yeah, all, <laughs> the, old, all the young guys are like <laughs> sleeping at halftime and your uncle's still ordering beers. It's That's Whitmore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, oh, man. So I, and again, I don't know if I finished my statement, but don't don't play my picks from the ABR thing. I mean, you would never play my picks from the ABR thing anyway. But like this week for real, don't play my picks because there was zero thought put into any of my picks on the ABR thing. I, I chose not know if I could tell you because Louis' lo- original long shot. It was definitely one hundred percent crap shooting. I <laughs> yeah. I I don't even no, no, know no. if Handy I could crap. tell you who I picked. Handy crapping. Handy crapping. Okay. There you go. Uh, Handy yeah, it was it was awful. So. All right, let's go on. Let's let's go to Ellis Park in Henderson, Kentucky, Woot. for race five, which we'll start the pick for. This is a maiden special weight. Now you could do a maiden special weight on the turf for fifty one thousand dollars Ellis Park, but the next day, if you would wait and go to Kentucky Downs, it's one hundred thirty five thousand dollars. So uh, anyway, maiden special special no, maiden special and your, horse, and your horse has to climb hills and dodge potholes and <laughs> do whatever else you have to do. Five and a half furlongs. Turf race, two-year-old fillies. Let's do this. There's no way like you all have a legit solid pick here. I, I, if you do, I'm going to be very much impressed on this. So, so I have the four devilly on top, giving the breeding and the Canadian. You're just going the biscuit. Any Canadian biscuit are hitting at 20%. This is a daughter of noble mission, so I actually I mean, But seriously, the biscuit the on turf this year? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. and and I do honestly. I like the connections. I like the breeding. I think that this is a, a good spot, a good spot to start this filly, uh, first time out. I also think you can make a really good case. It's an interesting set of horses here because, in in a couple of these races, because they're working at the Thoroughbred Training Center, and they're the ones. I mean, like the one Mauritius is just bullet, 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 as in workouts for Paulo Lobo and um, for Alex Ashard, who's coming down from Indiana Grand to ride, obviously, in the um, the off days at uh, Kentucky Downs. I mean, th- he hits it like 8% on first starts. I don't know how much I care about those numbers at Kentucky Downs, to be really fair, because this is... Well, oh, this is Ellis Park. Or Ellis Park, excuse me, or yeah. even at Ellis Park, frankly, yeah. um, in this kind of company, because we're talking about two-year-olds. We're not talking about first-time starters at three or four years old, whatever it might be, where you have an established horse. And so 
the, you know, just this combination between Paulo Lobo and Alex Lashar is hitting at 18%. So those are the kinds of numbers that I'm trying to find as well here. So four, one for me on top a ticket um, in this made special race. Quite a bit. I think. Huh? Four to one. No, no, no. I like the four. All right, okay. go ahead. Are we going to have this fight, Mike? Mike? Like four it's to one's a bad payout now? It's the third pick. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Right. So, yeah, I know. I just see no issue with this. Uh, yeah, so definitely like that one. I agree with Louie there. I always am amazed at the, you know, Vicki Oliver is just an incredible horsewoman. And yet, yep. like her first turf stat, she's over 29, first time starter, you know uh three percent that she's hitting with and i just find those pretty unbelievable I, I feel like she does well with horses like this we see her with a lot of really nice turf horses and i think the nice sprinters as well so at eight to one with rafa de Hirano, who she's been riding a lot uh, i would include that horse in there for you know a little bit more coverage if you're deciding to spread in here days remembered is an obvious choice for chris hartman who's having a really really good meet at ellis park he gets mitchell Earl aboard who also you're talking about stats there i mean they're winning together at 28 percent this year so they certainly seem to have a very good partnership but i think this is a race where you do give yourself a few options i would also include with cause for neil howard um with jimmy graham aboard you know this one has a decent work tab has been working since July 15th um, and pretty steadily at that owned by Stoneway farm. So I always root for them. That's Terry Birch, the advisor of the equine program at U of L. So, yep. but they have a, a good amount of horses that I think they, um, they buy and do pretty well with as, uh, as youngsters. In fact, they've had a, a breeders cup starter as well. So I, I don't know. I think this is definitely a race where you spread if you're playing that 50 cent pick for. All right. So let's move on to uh, the, uh, the sixth race is a six and a half furlong main special weight, fifty-one thousand dollars purse. This is on the dirt for three-year-olds and up. So you're or Phillies. I'm sorry, Phillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. Uh, so you're going to at least get some horses here. that have got some starts on them. Uh, what do we got on this one, Louis? So uh, a little bit on maidens. Uh, you're going to hear a theme from me today. Where did the ownership and trainers think they could point these horses before? And so the old $75,000 claimer for the one Benedictine sisters, uh, Ian Wilkes and uh, Brian Hernandez Jr. Catholic, uh, Catholic pick right there, by the way. Yeah, they make, have you had their, by the way, have you been to their brewery just north of here in Indiana? <laughs> no, but I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty crushing. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, anyways, uh, so, uh, I don't think it's an accident that you start at that kind of level at Churchill Downs at this kind of distance over the dirt, that kind of thing. Horse ran an okay third was coming on at the end. So hopefully, couple uh you know a little bit of time off here horse is ready to go in good shape the works are okay not great but um i'll have the one on top here i do think that um i'll go to the the steve asmussen uh well here uh As actually <laughs> claim the horse off of uh, mark hennig here uh ran already at uh at ellis park with the four one time around Ran fourth, was coming on at the end, and uh, we'll hope for a better trip under Rafa Bejarano here. This one is wide open to me. There's a 9-5 to five favorite here with Dale Romans and Joe Talamo, the seven fire on time. First time starter, though. First, First time. time starter. So, obviously, uh, Jimmy, the, the morning line maker there, doesn't think much of the, the those with experience in this race. And so, um, I also, I mean... I think it's worth mentioning that Dale Roman's numbers with first time Lasix this year, 0 for 22, um, that his dirt number is down to 13%. His first time starters are hitting at 10%. This isn't Dale Roman's 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And so I, I think nine to five is more 
Dale and Joe rather than this is a first-time starter that should do really, really well. Now, it's a $95,000 purchase at the Keeneland sale. I get it. But there are other horses in here that were considerably more, like the four. It's a $400,000 purchase at the Keeneland sale. And so I I would try to beat that horse in this race. So I am one in four in this one. Well, the one was $170,000 There you go. Boom. purchase. I mean, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't understand why that one would be anything. And then the four was a four, yeah, $400,000. Wow. Right. right. All right, Megan. It's an empire maker, yeah. Um, hold on. I'm dealing with animals. I just want to know. All right. Megan, Megan's, uh, I was listening, but there's a cat stuck in a room. Mm. (laughs) Megan neutered her goats today. So, uh, did you make Kentucky? Yeah, I, I didn't do it. Okay. The, um, no, the vet came and, uh, and cut the balls off my goats, off the baby goats. And which which Eastern Kentucky restaurant do they sell those to? I don't know. Okay. Not sure. Uh, Man, I probably somewhere in Pineville. I have an inventory. Yeah, definitely try them. You would not try yeah. those. Well, actually, 100%. no way, Louie. And that's I'm not talking, a real thing. huh? That's a real thing. Yes, that's Megan. not a real thing. It is a real thing. No, it's you can not. go to restaurants in Kentucky Eat, eating testicles. And you can get of testicles. Sure, of course. They're good. Both testicles are good. They're, ca- they're actually called Kentucky oysters. What kind of testicles? Yeah, but they're not goat. Ew, so I gross. think they're goat this or sheep. A weird state. Uh, no. <laughs> in, in, in Colorado, you just get them. They're called Rocky Mountain Oysters. Listen, your bull testicles are great. Yeah, I'm taking. We're taking Louis to a restaurant because I want to watch him. I want to watch that. I listen. You know, I, anybody I listening out there? Nice because I turn food down. Like, what are we doing? Put put him in front of Louis. He'll eat him live on the show. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it happen. Call me on it. So gross. I, I will not be doing that. The worst part. Let's is- go for it. No, the worst part is, is that so the vet, you know, cuts them off, and then so so that was a, a quick process. We're trying that to would be the worst part. Yes, time. you're right. And like, and, no, 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 no. And he's cleaning <laughs> up, right, and like getting all her supplies, and then she couldn't find one of the balls. It was just lost in the stall, so I don't know. Uh, and then, and then I found it later, hours later. It was just a test. That happened to that Mike like to eleven years ago. Put yeah, yeah. In the garbage. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, right do you have anybody now. in this uh, this very important sixth race at Ellis Park? Oh yeah, we're handicapping. Um, <laughs> so or drinking one of the two, although. <laughs> oh. But, well, also, yes, the sixth berate for um, Reeve McGahey catches my interest because we've got a, a few very good works. I know she's a first-time starter as well. He only hits at yep. apparently 9% with first-time starters. But the fact that you get Florent Giroux, you know, to come over and, and ride her, I, I think is a pretty good, you know, indication that she's ready to go. I, I love the works tab for her, by the way, at Keeneland. You know, it's not necessarily bullet works. So I don't think it has to be, but she has had a very consistent, steady work tab with those four for a long time. So I absolutely think she's ready to roll for the six and a half here at Ellis. So that'll probably be the the pick on top for me. Uh, I am interested in the one as well, who you guys mentioned, Benedictine Sisters. And I mean, I don't know. I guess I'll use the seven fire on time, but I, I definitely prefer the six to the seven. Obviously prefer the, the price as well. You got a, you got a, uh, the blame horse right there. So there you go. Berate sired by blame. 
Um, good job with the name. That's a good job out of those people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Blaine DeVere. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Work. that's a good job out of those people. All right. Uh, seventh race at Ellis Park. Six and a half furlongs. This is an allowance race. $52,000 purse for three year olds and up. And uh, this is on the dirt. So who do we like in this one, Louie? All right. So I'm Louis Longshot in this race. Louis uh, Longshot. Like because we're dealing with three maiden special weights in this part of the card that you have to find your shorter ticket in the seventh uh, because I think that with two-year-old races and those sorts of things, very hard to single. Man, I'm going with the four Meister who they tried at a high-level allowance at Saratoga and it just did not work. And the categories with me, uh, major class relief here, second time Lasix, uh, second time off the layoff. Ian Wilkes is dropping him into this company, try to give him a shot uh, to get his confidence back. I think this is your long shot play of the day is Meister, who they thought enough of to bring back off a layoff at Saratoga at the highest level, shipping him into Ellis Park to try to find some softer company. I think that's the most likely winner here, 12 to 1 on the morning line. Um, I think the morning line favorite from the outside post, the eight bar brew crew, excuse me, is the class here on paper, has shown that the last two times out. Broke his maiden high level claimer at, at Churchill Downs, ran second against winners, first time out against winners. Speed figures are uh, a very positive. The connections are also very positive. So I would shorten to four and eight. I might even try to do something where I just include the four and really try to get a price. Meister won his only first race ever, which was at Ellis Park at this distance. Uh, so there you go. Uh, get it with Meister. Go 12 to one. That's a, that's they, a legit long shot. And they have tried him in really high level spots. Yeah. Keeneland, Churchill, Keeneland, Churchill Saratoga. Saratoga. They take a lot of this horse. That's yes. right. And, and so I, I mean, Irad was on him at Saratoga last time out, and you don't bring a horse back off a layoff like he was without thinking at, at a high level Saratoga spot without think, thinking there's something there. And so Ian Wilkes bringing in his son in law, Chris Landos, right here. I think that I think that he thinks there's something here. And he's done, he did well, came in third ah. in those races at Keeneland yeah. and Churchill Downs. Right. I mean, Saratoga was a little bit off, but th that was it. I mean, he's, he's yeah, it's his first time back. I, I, yeah. I really trust the second off the layoff here. Yeah, I love it. Megan? I would say the other two horses that you might consider are the um, Gallant Plunger at 6-1, to one, a 7 for Steve Asmussen and Brian Hernandez Jr. coming off just mm. a little bit of a freshening, but this horse has some really good numbers as well. And then um, I'm really interested in Trash Talk and Yankee. Tom Vanberg is mm. winning at 43%. He's mm -hmm. won with three of the seven starters that he's had at Ellis Park. And you get Florent Giroux back aboard. He brought this horse to Colonial Downs, and he, he didn't do so well. But if you look at the races back at Churchill, two and well, two races back. Um, he's run some really, really good numbers in his career. So I think this is another one of those horses that's kind of popped up in some good spots, clearly seems to like this distance. And, you know, he's, I actually prefer some of his races where he's a little bit closer to the pace. So the fact that he does draw right. the rail here, I think you might see that, that old form kind of come through. Um, and Floran is stuck with this horse for a long time, which is kind of interesting as well. So I, I think that's that at four to one on the inside, you could, you could definitely get that horse. Ask Mustn't calling for the plunger. All right. Um, we're gonna go to the eight. Man, Michael's <laughs> calling for the plunger when I got here tonight. Oof. Oh yeah, baby. The, this that, that's what you get for coming here early. All right. Man, oof. <laughs> <laughs> One mile on the turf is how we're gonna end the Ellis Park meet. Um, it, it is race eight. It's a maiden special weight, fifty-one thousand dollar purse for maidens, fillies, and mares, three-year-olds and up. Um, who do you like here? So I landed on the 11 temper time lost by a half length last time at Ellis, same track, same distance, um, really fast. 135 in that race, that type of 
that Pace should be able to win this race to the 11 on top for me for sure. The one, Amiche, or Amike, if this is an Italian horse, I apologize to the ownership. I'm just kidding. Uh, should also be right there and among the early speed. Lost by a nose last time, but at another half a furlong. So look for the shorten here to be a net positive for this horse. So I'm 11 and 1. I think you can really actually shorten up on your ticket here last couple of races, but I'm 1 and 11 in the last. Megan? I agree uh, <clears throat> with the one for sure. I mean, they, cool. they thought enough of this horse to buy it for $325,000 at the Fazic Tipton sale in August. So yep. um, definitely love the second start off the layoff and the numbers that this horse ran last time out, the first time on turf was really impressive, especially with the speed. Like you said, you draw the rails, so you got to like that. To me, there's not a lot of other numbers that stand out here. I mean, maybe use the five Alita for Mike Maker, who's coming mm. back off of that massive layoff. Hasn't run since... July of 2020 started out on the turf, but really didn't do anything. Um, but sure. it seems like the works have been very, very positive with this horse this year. So at 10 to one, I would absolutely use that yeah. horse. And then you've got um, uh, English treasure too at 12 to one for Tommy Drury, who's also winning at 20% and actually wins at 17% with first time starters. This horse fired a really good number at the Churchill Downs training center in his last workout on August 28th, four furlongs in 46 and it's four, which is insane. very, very yeah. sharp. In fact, awesome. there was a horse that ran faster than him in that, that day. Right. But like, that's a very sharp time. And it seems that's like a he's bullet done type that workout. in a few of his workouts. Uh, yeah, exactly. It might as well be. Right. So he is not one necessarily that might jump off the page to immediately, but certainly, or she rather, sorry, this is three year old Billy. But the fact that she's running a mile here, <clears throat> first time out, she is uh, English Channel, so she's got some great breeding there for the turf. Perfect soul on the bottom side. I, I just feel like twelve to one is too good to to pass up for this. This feels like one of those races where you you know possibly end your meet and end pick four with a really big price. Megan's nice. a shot. There you go. Love it. All right. <laughs> how about how about the seven here? The like closet shopper. Paid six hundred thousand dollars for this horse and just can't seem to, you know, lifetime eight starts is only one, man. has only won like thirty four thousand dollars. Grand to start, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just whew, tough, tough game, real man. tough, real tough. tough. <laughs> you know, that's there's more stories like that out there than people realize. You know, yeah. you see the the horses that win millions and millions of dollars, but the, for all of those, there's you know five closet shoppers out there, so. Uh, not to say Closet Shopper's a bad horse, you know, who knows? So That the horse still wants to run? Yeah. Well, is, is the testament to that horse. Right it, especially yeah. if, it's, if it's a filly, too, your investment's protected just a little bit more because I, I'm obviously not looking at her page and I don't know her breeding off the top oh, of my she's head, but she's tapping. Tap yeah, right, yeah. yeah, so if she's, if she's got some good, you know, damn side bloodlines, then she could very well be worth that investment back in the breeding side sure. of things. But I can't say that because I'm not looking at her page. But By the way, something to keep in mind. Haven't mentioned the uh, the drink of the year. Bourbon. But we're <laughs> yeah, thirty nine minutes. And, uh, go. Back on the old orange label, <laughs> little Ofo one hundred tonight. All right, so we're gonna move over to Kentucky Downs, where they have uh, a weird track and hills, and um, you're racing along the expressway. Could be in Tennessee, you could be in Kentucky. Who knows? Um, I sixty five. You're just in a field. Out in the Especially field. If you you were just at Ellis, you come there, you think you should be running on highways. It is right. Is, yeah. You're in a field running for you know 135,000. Is, uh, is bold and sassy, the horse that ran down the <laughs> There you line. go. I feel like That's this right. horse would really do I can track bold and sassy. I don't think if you go from concrete to turf, that's a really <laughs> good idea. Uh, you know, the DRF doesn't even list that. 
I mean, like, get get your shit together. What are we doing? I, mean, I know. Ridiculous. Uh, we're not <laughs> supposed Under to the surface, <laughs> synthetic dirt, <laughs> turf, concrete. Concrete. Let's do uh, six and a half furlongs. Six and a half furlongs on this uh, weird shaped turf course. Uh, this is a, like I said, making special weight for $135,000. Phillies and Mares, two year olds. And this is Louis' race, race eight, that's got all the trainers that he has no idea who they are. Love it. So, yeah, go Louis. You know, pick, pick against one of those trainers or pick one of those trainers. Well, I'm definitely that's what picking I one see. of those trainers up top. So, Steve as uh, Mussin. <laughs> I guess he's like a Texas trainer or something. <laughs> yes. Um, the three, the devil you say, Steve, <laughs> Brian Hernandez. Steve's hits at 22% with second time starters. And that actually sounds right. Um, this one was flying at the end of a five and a half furlong first run at Ellis. If she brings that energy to a course that requires a little bit of closing, even at six and a half furlongs, she's going to win. So that's an include for me, the three. Brad Cox and Joel Rosario are teaming up on the 11 Robin Hill. Um, I don't know anything about that horse, but Cox and Rosario. So I'm going to include that horse. Uh, I actually don't hate the 11 hole in the six and a half furlong format at, at Kentucky Downs because you actually turn a little bit to the right before you turn left. That's a little bit like Los Al if you know the dirt course at Los Al over two turns. Um, and and so the 11 on the outside might actually give you kind of a straight line going into that turn. So I think that can actually work in a six and a half furlong race. The eight, she's gone. Finished right behind the devil you say. So I'll include her as well. I also really like uh, Rafa Bejarano at Kentucky Downs. He had a nice meet last year. Um, and then if she draws in the 14, Kentucky Downs tries to stick to 12 horse fields. But if she draws in the 14, Stormy Stella gets the Tyler Gaffalione mike Maker combo. Tyler was incredible at Kentucky Downs last year. They tried her in the highest level maiden level at, um, at Saratoga. Didn't work. Shipped her in for this one. So that's an include for me. I'm 311, 8, and 14. On this race, Miss Divine, I agree with you there <clears throat> on uh, on much you said. The only other horse I would consider is the ten. I think mm. I might put in there as well. Um, first timer, yeah. Queen Judith for Mark Cassie and Julie Lepreau. Yeah, first time starter here, daughter of Empire Maker with more than ready on the bottom side. You know, Mark is another one that does very well with his horses first time out winning at 12% and, and she seems to fit the bill as well. A little bit more of a price. I don't know that I like her as much as the horses with experience with she's gone. Sure. And um, the devil you say, I certainly like the fact that they've already had an out and seem to have performed well. And then the, did you mention the seven? I did not know. Mr. Mrs. No, Nushi. Right? Nushi. Okay, so Mrs. Nushi. Yeah. For Nushi, whatever for Larry Jones. Um, Adam Biscuit's aboard on the turf. Got to like that. Maiden special weight first time out. She did finish third, but it was a pretty good run for her over the six furlongs on the dirt course. Um, she's had very good workouts leading up to this at Ellis Park. Larry Jones with Maiden's making their second start wins at 22%. Um, he doesn't have very good numbers going from dirt to turf. He's over 16 right now, but you know, he's definitely a trainer that, uh, <clears throat> that we see do well in these types of days. So I don't think I I'm going to Kentucky to Downs as like going totally to turf. Like it just isn't like a lot of good dirt horses win at, at Kentucky downs too. It just well, seems like be. Yeah, kind of exactly. And I actually, I actually think it kind of in, at least like in the first couple of days, well, and I think the first race yeah. too, um, especially since they put things off with a mile and a half, the first couple of races, if I remember correctly, <laughs> I, I tended to look for speed. Like I almost think these, these races run more like cheap dirt races where it's like, you know, like some of the, some of the, um, 
the thoroughbred quarter horse, like mixed races, right? Like that cheap speed gets out there in front and you just keep going and nobody really knows what to do. That's how I feel like Kentucky Downs kind of plays because it is such a weird course and it's the first time some of these riders are back on it. You know, they only run there once a year and the horses don't really know what they're doing either. So I find that sometimes you have these situations where it's like the horse stays out front and just nobody can can catch it, you know? Yep. So. All right. We're moving well, on. Because the to... fractions are slow too, right? Correct. So you're saving a lot of ground. So if your fractions are slow, you're never going to catch that horse in front. We're moving on to the uh, the, the the second biggest race of the day. It's the five hundred thousand uh, dollar dueling ground oaks. Uh, this is a mile and five sixteenths on the turf. Of course, oaks means it's for three year old fillies. Um, so who's going to walk home with a half million dollars here? For me, the class is pretty easy here. The eight core values beat the boys in the Kentucky Downs Dueling Grounds Derby preview. Bang. Uh, at Ellis last month. So she actually beat the boys. That was at a mile and an eighth. She was charging at the end, won by a small margin. Give me more distance with her. I think she's ready to go. Bejarano will give her a smart ride. And I, I think she totally has a legit shot at this one. To the level that I think this might be a single for me, that core value is the Whoa. Um, All right. Because she beat the boys, and I really think she wants more. Wow. I think that Rafa's going to give her a serious shot here. Other one to consider for me, the three in the winner circle, mega competitive Philly. I think she also wants more distance. Mark Cassie's bringing her from Woodbine. Megan's been there. I haven't. Compared to other tracks in North America, a much wider sweeping turn because the turfed course is on the outside at Woodbine. So I like that she's coming from a layout that's it's a so little bit weird. different. Yeah, right. It's a little different than what we deal with, say, in every other course other than like a Belmont or something like that where you might get a really wide turn. I like that kind of experience for Kentucky Down. So I would include her as well. I'm eight and three if I'm including both. But like I said, man, I, I really like core values coming in here. I'm I guess, uh, you know, I'm just surprised you're leaving off adventuring off, I guess, a little bit. But. Yeah, okay. So I, I think part of it is I, I think adventuring is a really nice Philly – I think her best runs are going to be on synthetic. Okay. Yeah, just, just for me. And frankly, with Gulfstream adding a synthetic course uh, and, and Turfway being around, I think she can actually win a lot of money the rest of her running career, and I think she'll breed just fine. But I, I, I think she's more of a synthetic type horse. All right, Megan. I actually have adventuring over the three and the eight. Sure. A uh, sure. few reasons for that. I there is absolutely no early speed in here. Um, and I like the fact that she has been much closer to the pace before. I mean, honestly, right. We're talking about that comes into play so much when we're talking about route races and this is a mile and a five sixteenth, So it's basically a mile and a quarter. And, you know, you don't have anybody that has that early speed. I think adventuring withdrawal Rosario will get a pretty aggressive ride. I would not be surprised to see this horse on the front end at all. Uh, And I think actually it might be what she wants. I think that this is kind of one of those horses where uh, further might be better for her. Um, She's had some good runs. Like you said, her best race obviously was her win in the bourbon at Oaks when she went a mile on the synthetic. But since then, I thought she's actually put in some, some okay races and she's run against some good company. You know, it, it seems like turf or synthetic is obviously where she runs better. Um, They thought that from the beginning too, though, because she was so unlucky. She was in three races that were taken off of the turf at fairground. So obviously they've thought she had kind of a turf for a while. Um, So I have her on top. I I like the way she's coming to this race, Brad Cox, Joel Rosario. And then I agree with you on the three in the winner's circle for Mark Cassie. And then the eight horse core values as well. I was kind of interested you didn't use Olivia I feel like that. Man, would have been I thought a horse about it. That, 
No, it I feels like a Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it feels like a Louis horse, yeah. Well, this show. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, Kentucky Downs race 10 is the Big Ass Fans Dueling Grounds Derby with $750,000 here. Uh, Lou, who do you like in this race? Shout out to the, the Big Ass Fans people just doing it in Lexington. I mean, just that's right. <laughs> um, all right. So I have uh, the three yes this time on top. Uh, I won't hold not winning the Saratoga Derby Invitational against him as they thought enough to send him there and to book Luis Saez. Uh, Tyler's no slouch. So he's the most likely to me, won five straight before that grade one attempt at Saratoga. The obvious other class to me here, and I think to everyone, is that Dujour is actually shipping for this one, which is a super interesting ownership choice. Jill Baffert owns this horse. Bill Mott is uh, training currently, and I, I think this is a really class colt. I really like him. We watched him here at Churchill Downs on Derby Day win the American turf. Uh, ran a competitive third in that Derby Invitational at Saratoga as well, so that's an include for me. By the way, I'm out on cellist for this particular race. Because I don't think he wants this kind of distance, so I'm three and twelve in the Dueling Grounds Derby. Yeah, and then you got your your three horse actually has a Great Stakes win in the in the Kent, so a Grade Three win. So there, there it's you a go. Nice horse for sure. Yeah, it's, nice it's actually this is a nice field considering. It really is. is. Yeah, it really, it's a nice field. It is. Um, Megan. So fun fact, new, but that Edge Racing is actually my racehorse. That's there oh, okay. um, instead of Micro Share, like like an, a regular syndicate where you buy in for lots of money oh, very cool. uh, is them. But yeah, so they've thought highly of that horse for a while now. Um, the I have the 12 on top uh, du jour for obvious reasons yep. here. Like you said, Bill Mott totally. seems like he's doing really well. Going class with this one that would not be surprising at all, especially after what we saw in the American turf at Churchill Downs on Derby Day. Um, yep. I also have the four in there as well. Modern Science at 12 to 1 for Chris Sanders nice. and Ian Wilkes. And this horse has done really nothing wrong so far in his career. Out of six starts, he has been in the money um, all of those times. And he's got one win to his credit, but a couple of really, really, really close second and third place finishes. And in fact, he's gone off as the favorite in a lot of his races. So the public has seemed to like him in a number of spots. Um, he did run, his his win was with Lasix. And then the uh, next start out, same thing. He finished third by a neck. Then they took him off Lasix, and it really didn't seem to bother him. I thought he ran just as good of a race, so I like that fact. And he seems like a horse that really kind of tries. He's got that early speed, so you could see him out there in front. Um, but I don't think he is a need-the-lead type of a horse because he's actually come from seventh and finished second by a head with Rosario. So the versatility to me with a horse like that at 12-1 to 1 is at a racetrack like this, too, I think is really right. important. So I would not be surprised to see modern science up there. The nine horse uh, Royal Prince for Brian Hernandez Jr. And Brad Cox finished second by a nose last time at Ellis Park in the preview day. And in fact, minus the American turf that this horse was in, which I thought he had tons and tons of trouble um, in there. He had a lot of traffic to run through. He was on quite a hot streak as well uh, because he finished first in the black gold first in the Bayou city. American Turf, he had all that trouble. He still finished sixth, just beaten by four lengths. Then he comes back and runs third in the Audubon, second in the War Chant. So it seems like an improving horse that as long as he gets the right trip um, and they can kind of navigate that, he's actually quite a talented runner. And he looks like he's prepared very well for this race. So I've got the 12, 4, 9, and then put in an old cellist there. If we're going to round out that super effective. So if you like the 4 and the 9, then you really got to like core values in the race before because the core values – beat them both in that there in that is. race and so uh the 
the uh, I, I I need to go back and watch that race because Core Values won by a nose. Royal Prince came in second by a neck. Total blanket. So they, yep. Completely. They must have just yep. been right Completely all three bad. right there. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep. Um, all right, we're going to end the pick four here at Kentucky Downs with race 11. It is a six and a half furlong turf race. Well, they're, they're all turf races at Kentucky Downs. Um, uh, this is a maiden special weight, $135,000. <laughs> What'd you say? Turf. Turf. What did I say? No, it's turf. I, I'm saying it's turf. it's turf. With, turf. With turf. Turf. Quote, quote unquote turf. It's just a different. It's just different. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did I say something different than turf? The joke was for Megan. Just keep going. Come on. Okay. We're moving. Maidens, on. Phillies, Mares, uh, three-year-olds and up. Who do we like uh, in this one? The Trump, the Trump horse blessing that f- the flag. What do we like? Yeah, I look. Uh, this is an obvious MAGA race. Um, if you're if you're thinking about it, the horse is actually going to wear a red hat during the race. All right. So the ten six feet apart is coming in here. <laughs> Connections pick. Uh, Wesley Ward, Tyler Gaffelion, um, and then the twelve Cruz Bay is also here. That's a Joe Sharp, Joel Rosario. That horse actually. Should have broken his main last time out in June at Churchill Downs. We'll see if that high level maiden special weight, $100,000 level uh, translates here. I uh, had Ricardo on the ride last time, but I do think at five and a half furlongs, they tried to shorten the horse up. Horse really liked going uh, less distance, was charging at the end, can hopefully use the extra uh, furlong to, to make that move. And um, so those two are on top for me. I also like Megan's Clara. We're going to draw a line through the last one at Ellis Park over a sloppy surface because that's not what this horse wants to do. It does have a 72-speed figure at Keeneland over a good go, so if we have any kind of um, track issues or whatever, it might be at Kentucky Downs, which never guarantee also going to be there. And then I do uh, trust the connections in Vicky Oliver and Rafa Bejarano with the two B-like water, who has finished uh, in second spot twice in uh, her career and uh, should – I think be a competitor here as well, because I think that uh, she really has determined that she wants to go one turn. I do think mile horses that are used to that kind of distance can do well at six and a half furlongs in Kentucky downs. Cause like I said, you do have to do that extra little bit of a loop around the final turn. So I was uh, 10, 12, um, five and um, oh my goodness. Just lost it. Two, sorry. Two, which is the, uh, the Bruce Lee shout out would be like water. Be like water. Yeah. All right. Megan, do you know who Bruce Lee is? Come on, she knows who Bruce no. Lee is. No. <laughs> there it is. Do I? Oh, what? I love this show. I love this show. Bruce Lee is like probably the most famous martial artist ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. 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 He By the way, Jackie Chan before Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah. No, you, he's man. he trained he oh. trained Jackie Chan if nothing else. Uh, but if you well, ever see, watched, that's the, the, you say, if you told me who is the most famous martial arts person ever, I would say Jackie Chan because that's yeah. that's like as that's far as my right. generation can reach. You know, sure. well there yeah. uh, there was also Bruce Lee's son got you know Bruce Lee died young, but then his son died young too, like shooting a mirror, a movie called The Crow, and he was uh, actually shot on set. They. They didn't know that there was live ammunition in the gun, and he was shot on set. But uh, uh, yeah, be like water. Uh, if you have Netflix, there's a there's a whole series of movies called Ip Man, I P M A N, about the guy who actually was Bruce Lee's, uh, who basically taught Bruce Lee how. When to, he gets there tonight, fight. Megan, ask Richard about Bruce Lee. <laughs> Richard actually did some martial arts himself, so I'm sure he will know. I'm telling I'm you, sure. ask him about Bruce Lee. <laughs> He didn't have to do martial arts to know about him, but that'll be even better. Yeah. They also go Google, go watch okay. Bruce Lee playing ping yeah. pong with nunchucks. Like oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Or some of the stuff he's like lighting a match with nunchucks. And I mean, it's 
the the guy's body control is just it's insane. So he's 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 a yeah. goat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't know you were such a big Lee Sing fan. I love a these things we learn about each other. A martial arts. Well, because of Rocco. I'm a martial arts because His of Rocco. Yeah. Yeah. Martial artist. So. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and uh, uh, Megan, go. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I think Cruz Bay on top for me. I agree with what Louis said. I think that race last time he, he really probably should have won that one. And, you yep. know, they gave the horse or I keep saying he, she, Philly, broken bow. Um, you know, she's had just a little bit of time between that, which I think is probably good for her. She seems like she's moving in the right direction. And I love the five to one price. Agree with you about Wesley Ward. Can't leave them off the ticket. Certainly Tyler Gaffleyon, but I actually think I prefer the 12, um, to the 10. Okay. So I will put that horse ahead of that one. And then I definitely like the Vicky Oliver horse, be like water um, with Rafael Verano in the irons. I think that horse is a must use as well. Uh, Adam Biscuit does very well, usually at this meet with Megan's Clara. Mm. So I agree with you there. And it also seems like she's one of the more consistent horses in the field. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at numbers, um, uh, granted, you know, it's kind of, a, it's hard because you don't really want the consistency if it's not a win when you're talking about maidens, right? Because it's like, right. that's where you get the 13th times the charm kind. But I like the fact that at least they're taking the blinkers off. They tried those for the past two races and it really didn't seem to make that much of a difference. So I think instead of, you know, they may, maybe they have different equipment. I don't know, but in the U S all we seem to think is important is blinkers. So those are coming off. Um, <laughs> but you know, they're trying a new track with her. Oh, I hate it. And there's so many That's other so real, things. Like, so true. I don't ring bit or in a gag bit or whatever. Like there's so, and in Australia, they do such a good job. They're like, are they wearing earplugs? Are they not? There's right. everything, everything you can find out. And it's listed in the form for horse players. But here in the U S we're like, eh, blinkers seem like good enough. You know, front wraps, which really don't matter either. That's let's put that. Basics and cool. blinkers. The only two uh, things that matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just come on. So um, the fact that they gave her some time off, you know, whatever, blinkers are coming off for her, different type of a track. She gets back to the sprinting distance. They tried her on the mile last time, like you said. I don't think the, the surface nor the distance is what nope. she wanted to do. So I feel like the six and a half furlongs, which at Kentucky Downs, I feel like you kind of have to think of it like the – the down the hill turf course that we all miss so much at Santa Anita. Like it plays a little bit more like a mile than like a, a regular six and a half, you know, or six for a long turf course would. So I like that for her. If they thought, Hey, let's stretch this horse out. Maybe this is kind of the happy medium between the two. All right. Well, that's all we got today. So Mike, I think we'd be remiss if go. we didn't, we didn't talk about your week. Yeah. It's been, it's been rough. So it's because, not going to lie. Um, so I saw Mike on Tuesday and we talked about the genesis of the horse racing happy hour because Mike, uh, Mike, uh, lost his grandmother this week. And, um, Mike, Mike's grandmother was one of the people that was the most influential in introducing him to, to horse racing. And without her, all these stories that all of you have enjoyed about him going to the track for Thanksgiving for all those Oaks, all those derbies for all the time, um, that, that he's gotten to spend at Churchill Downs. I, there's no way, there's no way that that place would be as important to him as it is without her. And, um, we mourn her loss. We mourn her passing. And I said to Mike on Tuesday, I went to see him that night just to, just to check in because we were supposed to hang out that day. And, um, <laughs> and all I said was, man, if not for your grandmother and her bringing you to horse racing, you might not ever talk to me in a parking lot where our kids both go to school, we might not be friends. And I never met your grandma, but I am, I'm so glad that, that she influenced you the way she did because 
we get to be friends. We get to do this. And honestly, like so strange who influences your life and you never meet them. You never get to know them. And it's just so beautiful. And I, um, I'm so sorry for you because I know who she is for you. You talked about her all the time. I, I, I always loved it when you had to pick up the phone when she was calling and uh, place bets for her at Churchill when we were there and all those things that she was watching, <laughs> of course. I mean, no, real. It's real. And and I know you're there. Can you? I like this four in the next race. Oh, yeah, you do, Grandma. That's right. And um, and so <laughs> I didn't anticipate doing this soliloquy, but uh, I, in a weird way, your grandmother was the foundress of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. And um Hopefully, uh, she's in a better spot, and we get to see her someday. So, cheers to you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And it's been uh, it, has, it has been rough, and but yeah, the, you know, all true too with my involvement with the Kentucky Derby Festival uh, yeah. because oh, that's, she right. was, that's a good point. She was involved with that organization for sixty years, and uh, was wow. uh, so yeah. If you live in Louisville, and enjoy those events. That's a that she yeah she I mean for she wasn't ever. one of the founding parts of the Kentucky no, Derby Festival but she's years, man. like in the formidable parts of when the Kentucky Derby Festival became what it was I mean she was right there front and center and former chairperson of the Kentucky Derby Festival first year of Thunder she was at the uh, she was the chairperson of the year Thunder started Amazing. in a big way so yeah it's just uh, it's, it's a, there's a huge void in my in my heart right now uh, you know just and all, and then you start to just realize how she did influence just the little things that I did on a daily basis, you right. know? So it's just, uh, it's probably the hardest hit death I've ever had, um, kind of in my life. And I'm yeah. lucky that my kids got to know their great grandmother, how many seniors in high school knew their great grandmother. <laughs> right. So right? No, totally. um, right. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. totally. I was going to say the thing that stood That's out awesome. was your wife answered the door on Tuesday and she was broken up. And that's oh, always yeah. the giveaway is when the in-law is broken up, right? <laughs> that they, you know, that they, that, yeah. that, that grandma, grandma was one of the greats. And, and um, it, it's never, you know, a couple of years ago, Mike, I, my, my grandmother passed on a Tuesday and we were getting dressed to go to her funeral. And my grandfather in grief died four hours before her funeral. Oh, geez. I, wow. And it's just beautiful, right? I yeah. mean, this, I'll be like super sappy, honest. That's my dream. I mean, that mm -hmm. is just my dream. And, and, and I got to watch it. I was there. It was incredible. I was there when he took his last breaths and, and like literally losing his wife took everything out of him. And, and I, I just remember my dad. So these are my mom's parents. I remember how sad my dad was. And I remember thinking that's, that's the giveaway. That's it. That's how I know they're great people. And so, yeah. Um, you know, same thing with, with your wife this week and, um, but cheers to grandma. Yeah, um, thank you. Hopefully everything's uh Yeah, everything works out and uh we'll uh we'll have to do something special for Breeders Cup or something. Uh be definitely. So all right, well we'll in the meantime, let's pay the tab and get out of here and before I start like I don't want to break down like <laughs> you're doing great, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh you're trying. You're trying really hard, Louie. You're trying really hard. So uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're uh we're gonna head on out of here. We're gonna pay a tab. Thanks for listening. This has been the horse racing happy hour. <laughs>